0: As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation, here's your host, Tim McNeely.
1: welcome everyone to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And wow, have you made a great choice to join us today. And I'm so excited that you are here. I'm excited because you have a story, you have expertise that's inside of you that's just waiting to be shared that can impact the world around you. And by the time we finish today, you're going to know the different ways that you can share that expertise that's already inside of you. You're going to have a new way of thinking about growing and marketing and sharing your story in your dental practice. But more importantly, you're going to feel excited and motivated to inspire others with your story. And, and wow, am I thrilled to have Mario Ficini here today. Mario is the CEO of IWD Now Marketing and Publishing. He's a two time best selling author and he is on a mission to help 10,000 business owners share their story and really make an impact on the world. And today, He's here to help you do just that, Mario. Welcome to the show, Tim. It's a great day to be
2: alive, and I am super excited to share with uh, Dental Wealth Nation. And wow, thank you for that introduction. I'm doing everything I can not to crack too many smiles or anything, but
1: I feel like a rock star. What what a great show and what a great intro. Well, thank you. Well, a, a, and you are kind of a rock star. So so give us a little history about who you are, how you got started, and you know, talk a little bit about your show, and then share this mission that you're on. This is a
2: little surreal because I, I do a frequent interviews, but most of them aren't live. And even though I host, uh, EA interviews and it's live for hundreds of episodes and everything, um, this is the first time I feel like, wow, this is, is, is this what everyone's experiencing? Because this is at the core of it, it's sharing with your audience. And what I love about the show, the books, everything I do is I get to help businesses go, Hey. You don't need to do a 180 with what you're doing. You already have these secrets in you. You have this expertise in you. Let me just show you a few ways you can leverage it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, right? You, you talk about that that expertise in sharing it, right? So often, you know, I know a lot of doctors, dentists listening to this. They they think, you know, well, well sharing that that means, you know, I'm got to do some Facebook posts and some SEO and some some marketing. That's not what you're talking about, is it? So I created
2: the expert authority effect. And I realized so many businesses, business owners, doctors, dentists, they have these expertise. But what they're doing is you're taking your best knowledge and your best information and using it for a social post. You're using it over here. It's, it's erratic marketing. There's no rhyme or reason. When you say I'm going to do a book you are taking all of that and focusing it and going, I'm going to put my best forward. When you're doing a podcast like this interview, you're putting your best forward. When you're doing a video, a live stream, it's still, so, it's still surreal, but thank you for this. This is fantastic. I love it. But you're putting your best forward. When you're doing social, you may or may not. When you're doing X, Y, Z, you may or may not. And most people have it backwards. They're putting all their time, all their budget, all their team's time into these things that may not may not be moving the needle. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But they're missing the big things. And they're missing the bigger picture because everything is so hyper-focused on digital and tech. I had a guest on my show uh, just the other day. And I go, "You're. I mean, he's working with a thousand plus franchises as one of his 600 clients. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, well, we're doing some Facebook ads. We're doing online, on-site, on-page optimization. He goes, "But we're also doing direct mail. You can't direct mail an email. You at least have to print it out, okay? A book is a tangible thing. So there's all these things that people used to do for hundreds of years to build these super success. Think back to the turn of the, well, I have to say the other turn of the century. You know, we used to be able to say the turn of the century, but now we're in a new one. But at the end of the day, most of what we're talking about is what most of what most people talk about is 10 to 15 years old. And you can argue the internet's been around longer, but when you reach that maximum peak of when majority of pe- people still thought social media was a fad in only 2010. But what worked for all these billion dollar companies a hundred years ago? It wasn't the internet. And I think too many people are focused on all the random stuff you can do and are forgetting some of the core topics and the core strategies that have worked for hundreds of years. Yeah. Books Quite have good. been around longer than the internet.
1: Uh, yes, they have Slightly. I yeah, just, just by a little bit, huh? So, right. We, as a dentist, right. Why would you consider writing a book and sharing your expertise? I, I know, right. If, if you're listening, you may be thinking, what, you want me to write a book about, you know, dental procedures and extractions. I mean, right. Talk to me about, right. How this can really benefit a dentist.
2: No, actually what what we found works best is if they talk about crowns and root canals, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And That's a great question. Thank you for asking it because while you're listening to this going, okay, is he joking around? Yes. In that last instance, I was, but at the end of the day, I found most people only share their best once they're in your office and in the waiting room and in the chair. That's when they're learning. When have you ever put it in your marketing outside of that to get them in the office in the chair? And when you do, at best, it's usually, because I pick this stuff up all the time. I love marketing. I love helping companies grow. It's usually some pamphlet some company gave you to put out there to promote their thing. It may or it may or may not be well done. It may or may not be serving your office. It could be sent to a thousand different businesses across the U.S. And it probably was. You know, you're, you're using their product. They send you the marketing material, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, when do you have the opportunity for people to get to know you, the owner? You very rarely do, and it's usually your friends and family outside of business. When you're calm, you're relaxed, and you're casually talking about why it is you do what you do. Oh, I got into this because I love helping people, having that smile on their face, you know, ha- giving them their confidence back and all these different things. Those are the real reasons you do what you do. What does your ad say? The ad says you should get your teeth clean. Well, obviously. You should, you know, it's it's all these things that people know, and it's very dry. It's, it's filled with just filler words. It's that boilerplate rubber stamp. You don't do that when you're doing a book or even a podcast or a live stream. You're putting your best foot forward to communicate and say, here's my, here's where I want them to end up. You know, when I wrote the book, I, all of my books, I say, where do I want you to be when you reach the end? Where do I start with and how do I have to bridge that gap? It's the entire client journey, the customer journey, and you can flesh that out. It's really hard to do. You would have a really long post or a really long letter if you did it all in once.
1: Yeah, Right. as opposed to right, a dentist and you sharing your story and your why, right? What makes you passionate, right? Why did you get into this business? And then telling stories to to not just educate and inform, but also to really build that emotional connection with your patients and, and potential patients.
2: 100%, so I'm gonna layer it a couple. So if we're all in agreement here, <laughs> you should be sharing your story, communicating your message and your bigger why, okay? So now you go, sweet, let's do it. So instead of just saying, well, here's why you should get uh, cleaning, here's why you should get, and I'm going to use the example of the core whitening system because I've had it done. And when I was researching it, no one gave me the info. If someone would have just said, hey, you're thinking about teeth whitening. And this uh, this is a while ago. And I'm thankful to say, I think it still is working because I knew that I'm always thinking long-term. I didn't want to do something where every year I have to keep doing it. You know, time is precious. It seems like a nuisance to me. Even if you get the benefit at best, you get a break. Even I'm always looking for leverage decades down the road. Same why I wrote my first book. Why I wrote this book, because it will give me, it's given me leverage for the last decade. And this one's going to give me leverage for the next decade while the other one's still working. The other four are still working. So you share the journey and saying, well, you're probably thinking about getting your teeth white and you're probably thinking about getting a cleaning, but have you considered this? Have you thought about this? What do you want to happen down the road? Are you just going through this because it's what you were taught Because there's new technologies. For example, I know because I like to learn, even if it's personally, uh, the sonic cleaner versus the metal thing that was around 400 years ago that you used just to do teeth cleaning. Now there's the the sonic, I want to say extrapolator, but it's this machine that bounces around. The the dentist will know what I'm talking about. It's the sonic technology. That's a newer instrument. The x-rays have changed. Everything has changed. But how many people know about this unless you're at the finish line, somehow they manage to get in and they're sitting in the chair. That's when I do my most learning. You know what I mean? They're not looking this stuff up necessarily, but if you get it in front of them, now you can start educating them before they come in instead of freaking them out once they're in there and they have no information. Because most fear can just just be changed with information. Well, if I get my teeth whitened, is it going to weaken the structure of the bone? You know, what is it going to do? You know, am I going to have to give up red wine and uh, uh, dark coffee or whatever I'm doing? Well, certain systems, yes. Certain systems, no. What's the difference? Why is there a premium price on this? Well, because it's not just a home kit. You spray some stuff on there on a mold that's not conformed to your teeth. That may actually hurt your gum, but it's cheaper. There's all these things. So if you just say, hey, here's what we offer and why we offer it. We want you to have the best because you only get one set of teeth, maybe two allegedly. If, you, you know, if some fact checkers saying, you, you know, you get your baby set, but we want you to have them the best they can be from here on out. We don't want you to have to come back and do it 58 other times or have complications. So we're going to do it right the first time. And let me tell you about the, the the person in their twenties that did it, the person in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and even seventies and how each in those are where you uh, spice in the success stories of people. You can have at all those different points because they're also thinking that well, it worked for the young person, but I'm older or the older person uh, or the younger person's thinking it worked for the older person, but I'm, I'm younger or vice versa. You want to have all of those in there. So essentially any question that's on their mind, you can address very
1: elegantly and effortlessly. Wow. Right. And how much more powerful is that than the little trifold with my logo stamped on the back that the supply rep dropped off?
2: Yeah. Uh, the Real quick tip about that. If anyone's doing any marketing, put your logo on the back or at the bottom or at the end because no one cares. Yep. And I see a lot of them with a giant front page of, The branding, some stock photo, and maybe at best some half attempt at a tagline. Yeah. No one cares. Same thing with uh, post-it mailers and direct mail. Put the message on the side with the indicia because by federal law, it has to go in the mailbox with that facing out. Most people put it on the opposite side and you already lost 50% if they don't flip it over.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, right. And I think what you're, you're touching on just in terms of right, telling stories and sharing stories and building that connection. It's so important today because the world it's full of experts, but I don't know that people want more experts. They certainly want to work with experts, but they also want that connection with you too. They want that emotional connection. They want to know you care. And it's by sharing those stories, by sharing your expertise, that's already inside of you that you can build that connection and you can get to trust a whole lot quicker. Can't you? 100%
2: 100% and it's not just about the stories whenever I'm choosing someone for example like a dentist or like a salon or like a business partner or uh, whatever the case is one of my litmus tests, because I know how I operate and what my core values are they might be the, I, this is one of my favorite quotes I came up with years ago when I launched the show it's you It's not that you're not qualified. It's just that I don't like you. I get so many pitches to be on my show and it's not, it's really not that they're not qualified. It's just that I don't like them. And literally I was going through, uh, and, uh, we were doing the booking reviews and I was like, they seem cool. I just don't like them. I mean, they had all the credentials in the world and that's the thing. People might not be choosing you, not because they don't like you. They just may have not had a chance to know you enough. How many of your patients Are you hanging out with family Christmas or at parties when you're relaxing to get to know the real you? People go into, they turn on this professional mode to be professional, and it may or may not actually be helping them. I'm not saying don't be professional, but don't make it so professional they can't get to know you even, I mean, there's people I know that have been going places for years They don't even know when anyone's birthday is or what happened. You know, if you have kids and they graduated college or high school or whatever the case is, it's like, that's a cool. Hey, congratulations. You must feel good about that. I don't think that's unprofessional, but when it's so rigid, if I can't get to know someone, I don't want to be with them for five or 10 years just like. I don't think anyone does. And I know there's guidelines and this and that, but at the end of the day, no one, no one does business with the brand or the entity. They do it with the person. Yep. Give Fair. them five or 10% more, if not
1: 20 very, very true. Now, right, there's certainly different ways, different mediums that that you can share your story, that you can share your expertise. And, and we were talking about some of these before the show, right? We were talking about, you know, podcasts versus books versus video. Well, what's some differences be, between those? And and I love what you shared a little earlier about, right? You can take a book with you.
2: Uh, I love this question and hate it because I'm my first book was video marketing for business owners. So I'm a huge proponent for video. Live streaming, love this. But at the same token, even with my own show, I'm going, we've done hundreds of episodes. This is fantastic. We need to keep doing them. Otherwise, this thing's done. Once the book is done, it's done. All you have to do is keep hitting print. So podcast doesn't necessarily have to be on video. I've been teaching video long before the show. But video, kind of, you have to keep going with it. You could do a series of videos, and I recommend it. Don't hear me wrong. I recommend doing all of these. They're all great. But people have asked me, and I had to decide this because I'm a proponent for all three. However, there is nothing that touches a book. When I'm speaking to you and I'm on stage, and you're in the room, and you can go to the back and grab it, there's that tangibility in that instance. People have told me they went on their family vacation and read my books. No one is going to a se- going on family vacation to learn a seminar training. Now, still have those videos to educate people when the time's appropriate. Um, there was someone I met on a plane. We had four minutes to talk, and I had a copy of my book. I just was on my way home from speaking in San Diego. And two hours later, she hits my arm. And she's like, it's been so great getting to know you. And logically, I'm like, we talked for four minutes. Well, she was two thirds of the way through the book. And because I wasn't so strict and so professional, the same way you're listening to me right now, it's the same way my books are written. You get to know me. And I do that intentionally, even though some people are like, well, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's me. I'm not doing anything different than I would if we're in person or anything. This is me.
1: Yeah. Very true. Right. You you can take that book on vacation with you. It's what you're reading at the beach. You're typically not, you know, you may be doing a little scrolling through Facebook, but right. If you're looking for that engagement, you're, you're sitting on the beach, reading a book.
2: You also have their attention longer. You might watch a five minute video clip. You're probably not going to watch a four. I mean, even gone with the wind is only three and a half hours. Yeah. You're not going to watch four to six hours, unless you're in a training, a book, people can read it over now. I will say this: you don't want the book so long it takes them twenty hours to get through, but people will spend two, three, four, five, six hours with you. Yeah. How right. else are you pulling that off?
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no Facebook engagement that goes past about twenty no. seconds, <laughs> if even. So, so let's talk a little bit about your new book that you've got coming out.
2: All right, I'm super excited about it, and it's the Expert Authority Effect Publishing Method, and it's the Best one I've done, and I'm very excited about it because it's the last 10 years of what I've been doing as my core business. And I have examples, like I was just sharing with you, of the people I've helped and the success stories and what they've been able to do. And you know, there's people who said, It's I feel so good, it's my first book I've done on my own because you know, there's different ways to do books, and maybe it's just an ebook, or maybe you're in there with 48 other people. But when you can hand someone your book. It's a game changer. It's a huge game changer. And it's why I've stuck with it and only expanded the process. And like you had mentioned, my goal is to help 10,000 businesses because uh, they're struggling and I want to help them. And I have the resources, knowledge, and expertise to be able to do so. So why wouldn't I?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and let's talk a little bit about that, that whole publishing method. Cause, cause I know, you know, years ago I, I had a big misconception in terms of what goes into a book and, and you, you listening today, right? You may be thinking I'm running my dental practice. I'm seeing patients. How do I find time to write a book? And so can you talk about how, how busy professionals, busy dentists can actually do this? So the seven
2: steps that I have are the seven P's. And the first one is a somewhat of a qualifier. You have to have the purpose to do it. Okay. If you're like, that sounds good. If you have zero interest right now, I would never want to, I'm, I would never want to sell you into anything, but I love educating people going, if you want to do this, here's how easy it is. But if you have zero interest, Come back when you have interest. If you have interest, the purpose, well, let me show you how easy this is. So the first one, the first step is having the purpose, having the heart, doing it for the right reasons. That's another qualifier I have on my show, my training, people have to apply. And there's people who just want to do this strictly for monetary reasons, strictly for I want to see who else I can get. If you don't have a servant's heart, we're going to have a problem. I'm not saying it can't be done it's just not how I operate anything. So I have no doubt. It's also why my program's been more successful than just a book because I incorporate a lot more into the book. That's just the final product, just like a podcast, just like a video. You have to have that heart. You have to have that purpose and really, truly willing to serve your audience. If you have that, we're good. The second step is the positioning because here's where a lot of other people drop the ball too. And you're probably doing it in your marketing. You could be doing it. I hope to God you're not though. You can, if you say I'm a dentist, I can help you with your teeth. Well, I'd hope so. It's pretty much a prerequisite because people are searching you out already, but what is the reason that makes them say, Hey, I want to do business with you versus anyone else. If you don't have that prerequisite and you don't have the positioning, you know, you you may uh, remember Tim reading off two times number one international best selling author. That's a positioning. I'm not just an author. I'm a two times number one international best selling author. There's a difference now personally. And some people give me flack for this. It's usually a lot of other publishers. If you don't have the expertise and the heart in place to actually serve people, Tacking some logo, tacking some name on front of it, I don't feel is the game changer. The book is the game changer. So once you get it published, you're already there. Now, best selling author, number one, international, New York Times, Wall Street, it's all well and good, but I've had Wall Street journals and best selling authors and New York Times on my show. And every single one of them is like, it's cool. They basically all said, it's not the game changer, though. So that's, that's another thing. However, if you don't have any positioning, you're not guiding your audience in a fashion to make it easier in the decision-making process to choose you. Now, you you might not care about it. That's one thing. But when John Q. Public's looking at you for the first time and someone else has all these testimonials, all these video success stories, a book, a training, a podcast, and all this other stuff, They're probably going to choose them just because they've demonstrated the expertise. You probably and most likely have more knowledge and might be better, but they showed it. And that's what I'm talking about. I've never elevated someone who can't demonstrate it and isn't already it, but you have to show it. Otherwise, no one can differentiate the difference. So that leads us into step three, which is the plan. Obviously, you need to plan it out. You do need a cover, you do need, you know, the structure of the books, the chapters, and all that stuff. And it's <laughs> there's a lot to it. So I don't want to glaze over it, but at the same point, it's not just throw a cover on it. You have it. Those are basically ebooks. Once you plan it out and know the structure, and I walk you through all of this. I walk you through all of it. I could read the whole thing off. I'm not going to, but there's a lot in the planning stage. It's actually the longest chapter. The publishing is, is where the game changer happens. And that's the next one. You have to publish it. You have to get physical copies. You have to do it professionally. There's a lot of people who stop at an ebook and it may, it's not going to give you the same results. It might be good for a lead gen online. That's totally different. That's a certain subsect of the marketing i highly recommend doing it but don't stop there once it's published that's where the fun comes in because now you can open the doors for the profit and i talk about the last one which is philanthropy there's so many ways and doors that open up for you because you can come in as the author and speak about stuff donate copies give them to people and of course you can sell them in business but there's a lot of charities you can partner with and it's going to be pretty hard to give them an episode. What are you going to do? Take an episode of your show and put it on a CD to give away. I, you, you know, or uh, give them a DVD or Blu ray player to watch the DVD. Or, you know what I mean? There's when you go, hey, I'll donate 10, 50, 100, 200, 500 books, a thousand people appreciate it. They're like, wow, it's a high value, it's a high perceived value. They're, you know, I believe they're a high value because the knowledge in the books is what's most important. But the perceived value is someone took the time, energy, and money to get it to this point. They're not just shooting me an email with a link to a YouTube video. So those are the seven steps. But when you go through them, you have to qualify. And I believe, uh, Tim, your whole audience does qualify. But I always do qualify everyone. If you're ready with the heart and the servant's uh, mindset, the rest isn't that hard. But I also want to say in the same breath, make sure you're doing it all. Don't skimp on any part of the process because it is a synergistic approach to compound it and get the leverage you should.
1: Yeah, right. It really does all connect, and right, and, and as you're talking, right, I just can can imagine, right, being a dentist, and you know, you may be doing your rounds at Rotary and Kwanzaa and doing your your networking, right, and and doing all that stuff, right, meeting with the other specialists, or maybe you're a specialist meeting with all the generalists. Right, a, a book can completely change everything, can't it?
2: I'm glad you brought that up. That specific example of networking. Everyone has business cards. What do you generally do with them?
1: Throw them away.
2: Okay. I actually, I am one of the, and I know I'm one of the few people, but originally I had the three ring binders with the business card sleeves to organize them. Then I upgraded to a a CRM where I was manually typing it in. It still wasn't efficient enough for me. So then I got a neat scanner back in 09 or 10. Okay. It seems ancient ago. And I, and I knew it was more, no, I actually paid someone to type it in for me a little bit more efficient, but it was still time consuming and costing a fair amount each time. Then I organized them. Then I got the neat scanner and you know, no matter, even if I showed you that process to improve your business, I'm willing to, but at the end of the day, even if someone isn't throwing them out, which most people do, you're absolutely right, Tim. I'm I but love building
1: you, even if you yank the info off it and you put it in your CRM, you're probably not saving the cards. You just want the contact info that's on there.
2: But I love creating processes, systems, and processes yeah. and making them efficient. It's why books are so great. You need a structure, it's not just a bunch of random info. Even if you put them in systems and you're following up and doing that, you're they're not in front of you. No one's throwing your book out if you do a nice enough job with it. You know what I mean? statistically a business card has a two day shelf life. A book has a two year shelf life. Amazing. What do you think is more advantageous to business? And I talk about this in uh, one of the beginning chapters, but let me ask you this now that we're on it. Okay. So that you're around for two years, what is a new client worth to you for your practice? Even if they don't read it for a month or two, six months, how what's the conversion rate for every hundred books? What does that look like to you and your business? I'm thinking of some of my dental clients and I know they've told me it's in the two to three grand price tag range, if not higher, depending on where they're located and other stuff. Yeah. How many of those need to convert for you to go? Wow. This is really awesome. Now, how often if you passed out a hundred business
1: cards, how many are going to convert? Much lower. Much lower. Yeah. So, so let's run through maybe one of the, the doctors that you've worked with and, and, and kind of take us through that, that process. What what was the book on? What were, what were some of the things that were shared? And then, right. What kind of results did they get from actually doing this? A
2: lot of, uh, what I've worked with people on is exactly what I'm saying now, where it's who I always identify who's your biggest client. Uh, who do you, Like, let me rephrase that. Who is the process that's most profitable to your practice? Now, I thought it was going to be teeth whitening. Okay. They actually told me it was. Come on, brain. Sedation dentistry was the most profitable procedure. Mm. And I go, wow, that's I would have never in a million years thought that I just was thinking on popularity And when I got the core whitening system done and it was a lot of the same issues, I looked at the branding. There was this going on here. They didn't have any information. So we went through a process to extract the expertise and say, what do you want front facing that will not only get people interested and in the door, but is also the most profitable because you can do a hundred different videos, whatever you promote in the marketing, that's what people will respond to. Oh, well, we increased uh, services over here. Well, did you want to? (laughs) And if you did, is it the most profitable? So I always lead with the most profitable and the ones you want to, because the truth is this works for no matter what you, wherever you point people in the direction, it's going to work. But a lot of people, again, don't qualify it with, do you want to, and is it the most profitable? So we just looked at the practice and what was going on and found ways to take the information and repackage it and get it out there and not same thing with the testimonials. We actually went in there and filmed uh, the actual testimonials and had people sharing their real life experience. You know, there's so many different ways you can do all of this. And the beautiful thing is you're already doing it. It's just, it's like watching a movie and all the answers are in there. You know, the subplot, the plot, the conclusion, but you never recorded it. So then you try to relay it to someone and it's some different version. If you hit record, you can go back and extrapolate any part you want and share the truth. Because again, most people they'll do one or two or three things and it's kind of contrived because they really don't want to do it because they don't understand it. So it, it doesn't even work as well. But when you go, you know what, I'm in a place, I have that servant's heart, I want to increase profit, I'm going to enjoy this, let's do whatever it takes, even if it's a couple of months, I'm willing to do it. That's when it works.
1: Yeah right what a powerful powerful process right and, and as you're talking i'm thinking not just about the individual dentists with one practice but a lot of our audience they're involved in the dental service organization in multi-practice space and and they're looking to to recruit and retain other doctors to come work for them right what a powerful strategy for the the ceo of a dental service organization to have a book right once again sharing their story of why they are so passionate about helping other dentists creatively Great place to work, right? So so this can work across the entire spectrum, no matter where you are, whether you've got one practice or you've got 500 practices. This is a great strategy.
2: 100% and you could easily put something in the book if that's one of your goals that of course we'd identify before we start the writing with you. You can put in there, not only are we trying to educate the customers and this is real roundabout way of saying it, but you can talk about You know, maybe dedicate a chapter or half a chapter to, you know, the customers and why you're doing, but also, you know, this is why we do business the way we do, because we not only want to attract the best customers who appreciate it and are excited about it, but also the best talent because they want to work for us. You know, we design art and this is, I'm taking this off of my own team and clients I've worked with. I personally... There's so many people that have the skill set to do a myriad of things, regardless of the job in the vertical. I want the people who are the most passionate about it. I hope to God I'm not coming off boring right now. I really, truly love what I do and helping you. I think that comes through in my show, in the book, and everything I do, depending on the day. They're not always good, but I generally don't schedule stuff that day or get out of it before I go into it. But the point is, Are you actively trying to recruit the best talent, or are you just hiring someone because they're available and they applied? There's a big difference.
1: Yeah. Right. And a book can help actually act as a magnet to pull those right people to you and repel the ones you don't want.
2: If you get applicants, give them a copy of the book and put a little page marker, you know, here, read this three pages. And it talks about, here's who we're looking for that's way easier than being on the phone or going through a process or have your HR team do it. I, I hate doing that stuff. Yeah. Even if it does make it through the filters and someone's pre-vetted them because yeah. it's like, now you, you go, I have 30, I, I got 120 applicants one time. I was like, I have no time for this. Even if it's five minutes a piece, I have no desire. So I brainstormed ways to go, how can I only get the best five or 10% and I actually created a uh, reverse sales funnel, but it's a it's my hiring funnel. You know, if someone makes it to that point, okay, then you can have 10 minutes of my time because, you know, I, I'm not going to just waste my life, yeah. especially if they're not interested and it's boring for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, very true. So you've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. I'm your host, Tim McNeely. We're here with Mario Fucini, and we've been talking about how you can effectively share the knowledge and expertise that's already inside you. And we're giving you a new way to think about growing your dental practice through authoring a, a book. And we're, I hope you feel more excited and more motivated to, to share your story with others. And Mario, you've been so generous with your knowledge and everything you've sharing with us, just in terms of the, the process and, and how to do this. Tell us, where can we grab a copy of your book?
2: You can go to EA Publishing Method
1: Book. All right. And I will put that in the links below for you. And and Mario, the other thing I really like about you that, that I get to ask you some questions on, you're also a business owner yourself. And we've got a whole bunch of business owners on this podcast who just happen to be dentist. And I would love to know, right, what are some key insights that you really think would help the, the dentist listening get get better results in their, their business and their lives, right? What's, what's a key insight that you've had in your business that you would share with our audience?
2: Don't be afraid to share your heart. People are sick of dealing with entities and business and corporations and all this stuff. The game has changed in the last decade. It changed before that, but people started realizing it in the last decade. You used to be able to put out an ad and people go, oh, it's a dentist. You know, they can help me. There are so many people now, especially after 08 that turned entrepreneur, that there is a lot of people just in any space. And it's really coming down to, like I said earlier, the marketing and the communication. If someone looks better, they're probably winning. Even if you are better and I know you're better and you're probably frustrated because you see what's happening and you're like, oh man, why is, you know, Bob getting that or Joe or Sally or whoever it is, you know, we've been doing it longer Yes. But have you ever told anyone if you just let them get to know you, they will side with you all the time. I have screwed up so much in business. I am not perfect. But I'm glad I had the relationships with my clients because I don't treat them just like clients. I don't have them wardened off on, okay, you can only connect with me on LinkedIn because that's business. I'm probably not even professional on LinkedIn, but you know what I mean? It's like, well, I don't connect with my personal Facebook and I have my business Facebook and I have my, just be you and be honest with them. Mm. And you probably are doing it, but you probably do it a little bit more. If you're going to an apple orchard or a Christmas tree hunting, or a Christmas tree hunting, really, um, or you're on the beach in the summer, or I'm just thinking of all the seasons, or making a snowman in the winter, I just you you get where I'm going with this. You're probably not going to lose customers. They go, wow, you actually have a personal life. You know what? One of my core values is family. I'm glad to see you like family also that tells me enough that I should do business with you because you're never going to just get rid of me because I'm just a number to you. And I know people think that way. People have told me that. And that's also how I decide who do I want to give my premium services to because they're not always cheaper and I don't care. But if I know we're aligned on certain things, values wise, personally. Yeah, for sure. Charge 10 times more. I could care less. I'm glad we're going in the same direction and looking to help, make the world a better place, even if they're in different avenues. A lot of business owners, especially ones that have been around 10, 20, 30 years, it was never the norm and it's totally okay right now. I'm giving you permission. Please do it. People will like you more for it. You choose how much you want to share, but no one's going to leave your practice just because they saw you were boating one day. If you are giving the impression all you do is work, you may be losing people too.
1: Wow. I I love that, right? Just be authentic, right? Be who you are, speak from the heart and share your heart, right? Connect with your, your patients, with your customers. So, powerful. and I hope
2: that you enjoyed this and me, even if you didn't, I hope you at least go, you know what? I like him or don't, but I do feel he was telling the truth and he was real yeah. because I am a kind of like a little, I like to keep it fun, but I I can be professional enough to make it happen. But don't be afraid of it. it. No one wants to deal with a robot, especially as more robots enter the workforce.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And, and the other thing that you really have, Mario, that I appreciate so much about you is you're passionate about the the work that you do. And, and right, what are you working on right now that that you're super super passionate about?
2: Honestly, yeah. redefining everything to be even sharper, and it's all geared around the publishing. I'm doing this. For the next 10 years and I'm gearing the show, the videos, everything. There's a lot of fun stuff that's in the works and I'm excited about, and I'm just sharpening it, uh, sharpening, sharpening the knife, uh, narrowing the laser focus, whatever you want to call it. Because at the end of the day, I've helped a lot of people and I'm thankful for that. But I thought about it. I go, what am I really, really good at? And I've narrowed it down to public speaking interviews, the book publishing and the rest I can do. But this is really where I have fun. And so I'm I'm going I'm going even further in here, going deeper and just making it easier and faster. And so there's no confusion.
1: I love that, right? Getting even more clear about what you're what you're good at, what you enjoy, right? There's a lesson for you as a dentist too. If you're listening, maybe that's something you want to consider is figure out what you really enjoy doing in your practice and try to do even more of that.
2: And and yeah, Mario, whatever's working do more of it. And I've told people that for years and I know Dennis where they specialize in just a couple things and there's others that go broad, but now it's like, you may have a little, a couple of clients here, a couple of clients here, a couple of clients here, but you don't have an exuberant amount in any one thing. It's just, it's kind of scattered. So even though I've always played in the same vein, I go, you know what, if I were to com- completely get rid of this and this, it's not a, it's not a game changer. But if I take that time up over here, it will be. Yeah, And I'm excited about that. Yeah.
1: Now, another thing I know a lot of business owners face, I face it daily all the time and you face it and, and as a listener, you probably face it. And that's fear, right? So often we have fear that creeps in, whether it's about a patient we're supposed to see or taking on a new endeavor or whatever it may be, right? How do you manage fear? W- what keeps you up at night and how do you manage that?
2: this is all on me. Can I change my, uh, (laughs) I decided, yep. Um, So here's the deal with the fear. I wanted to be as authentic and vulnerable as possible. And like I said, there's a lot I can share with you, but I know we're limited on time, but to honest to God truth, I think about you. I think about the people I can help. Hmm. And if I can't get past what I'm facing, how can I ever tell you, hey, it's going to be okay? Just go past it. It'll work out. It might suck right now, but it's worth it.
1: Wow. Right? Whenever
2: I think about me, the answer is always, I don't want to do it. Mario doesn't want to do it. But the, you know, Mario personally doesn't want to do it. Mario professionally, I will knock over a building if it will help you.
1: Love and that, I have
2: right. to switch from one to the other. If it's about me, whatever. Hmm. Right. If it's so about really, you, so, let's, so going let's back let's to change that. The world.
1: Right. Going back to that that servant's heart. Right. In, in serving your customers well.
2: Yeah. For it's a big thing for me, and if I don't see it in you, it, it just doesn't resonate. Because there's times I'm, you know, I thought, you know, I'm not doing as much as these other business owners. Why are they succeeding? And this is years ago, and I was like. Why? I just felt like I wasn't. And I was like, maybe I need to be meaner. Maybe I just need to be more cutthroat. Maybe I need to be more transactional. And I tried it for like a day and a half. And I'm like, if this is what it takes to succeed, I don't want to. Love it. I just couldn't do it. It's not me. Because I at that point, I was completely going against the grain. Where the other person, they couldn't tell the difference. They were in their normalcy zone. For me, it was so countercultural and so counter... It just hurt. It was like, I, I can't, I'm, I can't even do this in good conscience. So I, I decided there's nothing wrong with caring. <laughs> just, yeah. you have to realize what works for you. And I would never tell someone to be meaner and more transactional, but maybe you're not so emotional and maybe you're not as caring, but that's okay. You still care, but just show it a little bit more. I've never had an issue showing it for me, it was the opposite. I had to step up 10, 20%. If I'm telling you to calm down 10 or 20%, I had to step up 20, 10, 20% to be a little bit more assertive mm-hmm. and aggressive, but it doesn't mean I'm still, I'm being mean or transactional. It just means I'm not being a doormat.
1: Yeah. Essentially, oh, I, I love that. Well, Mario, Hey, thank you again for sharing your heart, for being so generous with us and for, for helping our audience, for helping you, the listener, right? Just communicate your stories. And if you just take a couple of these principles And run with them, you're gonna see a big impact. So, Mario, any closing thoughts before we sign off here? Have fun in the process. I love that. Love that, love that, love that. Well, I'll end this the way I end every single episode is we don't just want you to listen to this. If all you do is listen, you've wasted your time. I want you to take action because if you take action and getting a little bit better and sharing your story and sharing your expertise, of sharing your why, of sharing your messaging, you're gonna be able to build a life of significance. You're going to be able to have that impact on your patients, the people you love, causes you care about, and really change the world for the better. So thank you again for tuning in, and we will see you again soon on Dental Wealth Nation.
0: You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at DentalWealthNation.com.